Tonk. I need to chew your ear for a second. Zug Zug, what's going on, Gornok? Well, you're the first person these new recruits talk to. Do you feel like there's something off about this new batch of orcs and trolls? Huh? Now that you mention it, they do act a little odd. The other day, I had an orc that would not stop flirting with the lazy peons. All day, all I heard was, Um, you look like a lady, and... I love you like a fat kid loves cake. That's funny. All I saw were orcs poking the peons until they cried. You know, before they whacked them on the head with the blackjack. Then a few days ago, I had this troll who would not stop crouching on all of the dead bodies. Constantly. Every time he killed a boar, he'd just crouch on it like he was doing squats. Huh? I mean, all I saw were orcs and trolls just jumping around everywhere. But yeah... I thought I saw a couple of guys do the same thing after they dueled each other. I'm telling you, man, something ain't right. What are we going to do when these new guys start filing into the barrens? The horde is going to fall apart. Hmm. Now I wonder if the Alliance is going through the same thing. Meanwhile, somewhere in a little inn somewhere in Elwyn Forest. Hey, Innkeeper Farley, you okay there? You look like you've seen a ghost. Oh, I've seen things all right. Perverse things. Things no NPC should ever see. Look, can I just get a room? If one more gnome in a banana hammock tells me I have nice feet, I swear to a loon. Ah, Hearthstone, I need a GM. Hearthstone. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-team of RPG Backtrack. And welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, running the ship by myself because my podcast partner in crime is out on vacation in the Arizona or New Mexico desert somewhere uh, camping. Camping on some nice beds, from what I saw, like nice air mattresses and stuff. That's the fanciest camping getup I've ever seen. What do you think, Robert? As a person who has spent much time camping in the Southwest, because uh, that looks like my backyard, I gotta agree. Those are really nice looking cots and air mattresses. I imagine it doesn't get too cold at night out there, does it? Um, actually, we're. <laughs> Like today, high was 95. Tonight, ah. low is 65. Ah, that sounds like good camping weather. Yeah, so definitely um, good. Definitely a good night for it, and hopefully they get out early enough before the heat sets in in the morning. Well, at least it's a dry heat, unlike Kansas, where it's wet and nasty heat. It uh, makes no difference. True, true. Um, that, that was uh, Robert Albright um, joy, joining me for the show today, and our... our 
our very favorite, P- Pascal Takaya. Uh, yay. Um, <laughs> I'm only here because you promised to send my main 40 gold so I can finally buy that mount. Oh, for 40 gold? I can sweat that. No problem now. Oh, wait. We're talking about WoW Classic. I Never mind. 40 gold's quite a big chunk of change back then. It is. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what the price for the epic mounts were back in the day. I want to say they were like 600. It, yeah, well, yeah it was, whatever it was, they were out of your league. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I didn't get it. I, did, I will admit, I did not get epic writing until Burning Crusade. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we'll we're dream we're... about flying mounts one of these days. They will <laughs> maybe Pro- we'll take to the skies, but not today. Not, not until probably next year when we do MMO month again. <laughs> Uh, because because Matt's on vacation, so I figured it'd be the perfect time to break into classic MMOs. So this week we're going to do WoW Classic, and um, this includes vanilla and the new WoW Classic, which sounds weird, kind of like talking about old Coke and new Coke. But basically WoW 1.1 and through up through um, the patch before 2.0. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. And the next week, we're going to do the same thing with Final Fantasy XIV, which is Uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, two weeks from now, which which will also be a very interesting one. I originally wanted to do nothing but um, 1.0 and beyond. But nope, apparently very few of us on staff played original Final Fantasy XIV before it relaunched into Realm Reborn. So we'll mention it for sure, but it's not going to be the deep dive, but that's fine. Apparently that version sucked, but I wanted to hear about it. I mean, I think it's... It's our staff's fault that the original version tanked if only more of us had played it. Yeah, uh, that's true. I I mean, my my wife I, my wife was in the beta for it and she said it was bad. So we 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 I was unemployed and at the time that was not a game on my radar because it was bad and I had limited money. Yeah, I've I've heard horror stories. Um, but we'll we'll get into that next week. Now we're just getting getting into WoW, which it, it's weird to think about the MMO space in 2004. I couldn't play MMOs because I think I was making maybe a hundred dollars a paycheck because I was working part time and I did not have a credit card. It was before debit cards were really a thing, and there was no way I was going to get my dad to loan me his credit card, even if I paid for a sub, because his philosophy is you have dozens of games you can play for free. So I um I actually had a debit card um because I was in the navy so uh going through boot camp um uh signed up with the navy federal credit union and you know they basically gave out uh debit cards um to anyone who signed up so you know for, for my direct deposit so the the navy the military back then was actually very far along with debit cards and electronic banking hmm. interesting I think I was in college. Yeah, I was in college back then. So just barely was making anybody. Um, Yeah, then that that being said, we will take a quick break um, and then we'll just jump right into it. So stick around. We will be right back.
and welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are talking about World of Warcraft vanilla slash classic slash 1.0. Um, the, the very first, like, not, I guess, pre-expansion WoW from 2004. It was actually announced in 2001 and released in 2004, and the development of the game took roughly four to five years. And then it reopened classic servers in 2019 um, after famously shutting down the uh, private server. I had it just written down and now I'm blanking on it. Nostalgis? Nostromus? Nostrialis. Nostrialis, yes. It was was something to do with nostalgia. And that had roughly around 800,000 subscriptions at one point and then got shut down and people rose a big stink um, because of the cease and desist. And then at some point, J. Allen Bratt came out and said, you think you want classic servers, but you don't. And that pissed people off, even though I kind of agreed with him. And then, oh, WoW Classic comes back. And then people kind of went in, realized that WoW Classic kind of sucked and then left. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting... Like it's an interesting development of how that conversation between players and developers usually goes, though you know. Yeah, WoW was famously kind of dodgy when it comes to player player feedback, which is why people have kind of flocked to Final Fantasy fourteen because they tend to listen a little bit better and are more transparent. Um, but but we're not going to do comparisons just yet. What I want to know, Robert, since you'd played back in the day, mm-hmm. what was the MMO space like before WoW changed it? Um, so I don't have too, I, I don't have too much detailed experience with the MMO space before WoW. Um, I did try Ragnarok Online, which was out before WoW. I did try, um, I was given a copy of EverQuest, but at the time I was like a junior in high school, and so, you know, no money, no way to pay it, so um, I told my grandmother, you need to return this, this is a pay-to-play, you know, pay-to-play, because, you know, pay-to-play at the time was still a very new concept in gaming. Yeah. Um, And I also, and and before a while, I did play uh, a bit, uh, like, a couple months worth of Final Fantasy XI. So there were a bunch of other ones, but the quality and the space for it were very anti-player. I, I'm going to call it anti-player. And some people may take offense to that, I, but I feel it was anti-player because they were very grindy. If you died, there were penalties to you dying. I mean, the, this was... The MMO space before World of Warcraft was a much more brutal gaming experience for an for an MMO player, and I'm not saying these games were bad. I mean, people did enjoy the games. Some of them are very good games. Some of them are still ongoing now. Look at EverQuest, but they were they were a lot bru- more brutal in regards to how people played them. Yeah, what what blows my mind is that Ultima Online is still going on, which was kind of the the MMO that kind of put MMOs on the map. And just hearing all the stuff, like, yeah, if, if you die in um, Ultima Online, people could take your stuff. And having player housing, and if you didn't pay, do your payment, then your house would explode in a shower of loot, and people would take your stuff. And then th- th- when I... <laughs> We're so spoiled on it now, but the fact that EverQuest didn't have instance dungeons, so you were fighting over the bosses and stuff and raids, was just in- insane to me. 
And I dabbled a little bit into Final Fantasy XIV before I ever played WoW, and I just remember it being very boring, not knowing what to do or where you to mean go. Eleven? Oh, yeah, eleven. Sorry, I knew that I was going to do that at least once. <laughs> yeah, the same level of like, but that's the same. You know, it would seem insane insane nowadays to play a game, uh, um, run out of three lives, and have to start the game over. Yeah, no, I yeah. I agree. Um, gaming is, cha- I mean, we have a, what, 40-ish years of gaming at this point, and everything's ca- changed so drastically. But yeah, the, the, the MMO space back then was insane. Um, I, I also remember listening to The Instance a lot, and um, they had people that played Vanilla talk about on there how in EverQuest there wasn't any... any markers that indicated that their requests and quests were very obtuse. Um, Professions were supposedly really crazy to to the point where in Final Fantasy XI people thought that if you faced a certain direction, you would have a better chance of not having a um, crafting a project fail. So, getting into the MMO space and then getting into WoW and how even though (laughs) modern players are kind of spoiled on Modern World back then, WoW was kind of revolutionary when yes. it came to MMOs and and not wasting the players' time. So, you know, WoW comes out in 2004. The the there's quest markers. There isn't a harsh penalty for death. You just have to run back to your corpse. Um, and instance dungeons being a huge thing. Um, that the fact that you don't have to compete with other people on your server for being able to fight bosses that that's just amazing to me. I think FF11 had some instanced content, but not quite to the same extent that WoW did. Yeah. Um, so, so you were chomping at the bit to talk about WoW Classic. Kind of, kind of get into your first experiences with it. Um, so um, I so when WoW Classic WoW originally launched in 2004, I was actually in boot camp, so I missed the whole like first thing um i got into it hello robert robert you're muted i muted skype and not my headset so i didn't have the red light i am sorry oh so um um, okay so when wow first released um in 2004 i was actually in boot camp uh in the united states navy boot camp so i missed out on the whole first days and all then launch and all those issues and them having to throw servers out. I've I've seen documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into it. I forget if it was October or December, but I got into it later that year. And I remember the first time logging in, creating my female night elf, being like, "Ooh, you know," and and looking at this. And you know, I I've of course played have played you know the gamult when it comes to RPGs, and being able. And I've and I've even played Final Fantasy XI, and so to me at the time the world looked really good. I I enjoyed like seeing the movement and you know the emote system and everything. And one of the first things I remember is uh, I was as I said I was a night elf is jumping off the tree, not dying because because uh, uh, fa- death by falling is was a is a thing in WoW. More on that later. And there's these two pools behind this giant tree in Teldrassil where the Night Elves started. And uh, in those pools were a bunch of dead bodies from people who drowned. <laughs> I just was like, what happened here? <laughs> so that was like one of the very first things I remember of World of Warcraft was seeing all these dead bodies in the pools behind 
the Teldrassil, the starting area in Teldrassil behind the tree. <laughs> uh, apparently, a lot of people like to take that plunge just to see if they could. Yeah, well, there were there were a lot of people who had uh, had left their bodies, and this is before they um, like when they did the weekly resets. You know, if your character was dead, it would automatically be like revived and just waiting for you to log in. So the bodies w- were there for a good while. Yeah, I remember when people would log out and just leave their body there, and you could see it for up, up to a week, <laughs> yeah. which was ca- kind of interesting. And then um, Gold Farmers figured out that you could uh, multi-box and make body spell out URLs, and they nerfed that pretty quick after that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, I, uh, so that was that's like the very first memory I have of World of Warcraft is is just seeing those bodies floating and just being like what the heck happened and and just the, the amount of immersion the game at the time gave you was phenomenal for some of the other mmos that were out there um you know because it, it kind of throws you in and doesn't give you a whole lot of there was not a lot of hand-holding back then no there wasn't um i, I mean i started in burning crusade but it still kind of kind of applies that i had no idea what i was doing when i first started and I, I remember being very confused by the screenshots back then because the, I, I don't know, did, did I know 14 didn't have hot bars, but did EverQuest have hot bars? I don't know. I never played EverQuest. Uh, okay. Um, um, I can message my wife and find out, though. Yeah, j- just see, seeing the UI and being very confused by the bars at the bottom of the screen, it's like, what is all this clutter? And then real, and you know, being an old school RPG player, it's like, no, you save your special moves for the boss. And the, the idea of, you know, having a rotation was just unheard of to me. So <laughs> that, that must have, I, I mean, am I crazy or was that probably jarring for a bunch of other people, too? Um, it was, um, I, this, I, this is something I do know from my wife because my wife actually played EverQuest, um, cause her mom played EverQuest. So she, she had access to an account and would play it is buffs. People, you know, would, you know, go around just buffing people, you know, all, you know, around, you know, no problem. Cause you could do that. It only costs some mana. You get your mana back in EverQuest. Um, buffing took like reagents, which some of the later spells in in um, in WoW at the time did take a reagent that you'd have to store, but it was it was pretty cheap to buy them. Mm-hmm. But in EverQuest, they were not cheap, so people would actually like charge you money to get these buffs. Yeah, yeah I, I can Ke- see that. Kelly, are you referring to the fact that your moves have cooldowns? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. That yeah. was very weird to me back then. I mean, I I never played any other MMOs before, um, and, and basically not since Warcraft. Yeah. So to me, that was just like, uh, you know, like I knew I was getting into an, a different like subgenre here. So uh, to you know, uh, diff- had um, the fact that it had different, uh, like a different gameplay system, different combat system. Yeah, um, I like. Just, just, to, with it. just to give you an example, I would go up to things and just start whacking at him. And my husband was like, why aren't you using your abilities? And I was like, because you got to save those for the boss. And he's like, no, that game doesn't, just the game doesn't work like that. You have yeah. to uh, use those. And, uh, and I mean, and plenty I was, of games, sorry, let me just like, I was just going to say real quick, plenty of non-MMOs now have adapted the um, uh, spells or abilities on cooldown system yeah know, as well uh Z- xenoblade is a good example of of a game that basically plays like an awful mmo and it's yeah. not it's not as alien to me as it was back then but 
back then that just like I didn't know how to wrap my brain around that. Um, I also didn't know how to wrap my brain around stuff like professions and being able to craft stuff for yourself. Um, um, yeah, going going to the cooldown thing, um, I was actually used to that a little bit because of Final Fantasy XI did have uh, hot bars and cooldowns. Mm-hmm. But WoW was a lot more forgiving for those than, um, like, Final Fantasy XI was. Um, specifically, um, the longest one I remember was, like, at the time, an hour? Yeah, my my husband has more experience with um, eleven, but you had... Your... Well, no, eleven had two hours. Yeah, eleven that's had right. two hours, but I think the longest one WoW had was an hour... And um, it was specific to because uh, I played a warrior. It was something. It was one specific. It was either, um, specific to warriors where they negated a to- uh, uh, a lot of damage for a, for a for a little bit of time. But it was it was a very tanky one. Yeah. And it also shared across like two other specs um, a particular cooldown that was just very very powerful at the time now i'm just remembering that oh yeah that at one point the hearthstone was an hour cooldown too unless you were a shaman yep the uh hearth the well what do you mean at one point we're everything we're saying like we only have vanilla world of warcraft right yeah today yeah that's true today for this podcast so what do you mean at one point that's just how hearthstones work yeah you're you know you're right it is always an hour maybe one Um, day we'll get maybe when they if mount when mounts can fly maybe we'll get a different hearthstone system <laughs> maybe one day mounts will fly and bear in mind i didn't play vanilla back in the day but i did play the new classic in 2019 um but that story i'm saving for the round table you you may have heard it if you listen to rpg cast i've told it before but i'm gonna tell it again <laughs> so, and so, so and so uh, and oh no, go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like one thing that Warcraft has had that maybe other MMOs didn't is it's like it has a whole world already created for it, you know, with lots of characters and um, like uh, events that have happened over over the, uh, the the regular Warcraft games. Yeah, is isn't yes. this basically a sequel to Warcraft Three? Yes. I mean, I played it without ever playing any actual Warcraft, so all of that was completely lost on me, but I imagine it's pretty deep for those people that really dug in. It's actually even, it even takes place uh, after the very little known World of Warcraft tabletop role-playing game. Oh, I've seen that in bookshops. I've never picked it up, though. Yeah, those are out of print, so you may, if if, uh, Vaughn has a... uh, has some space on a shelf for them, they might be worth picking up because those are no longer in print. Yeah, the, I, I imagine they're probably worth a pretty penny, too. Um, I actually own, like, two of the books that I picked uh, up used from a game shop. So, so that, and I, I also remember seeing a lot of stuff that kind of carried over from Diablo a little bit, like on Paladins, the Consecration spell, um, a lot of the Rogue stuff off the top of my head. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Well, some of that, um, maybe, I mean, some of these classes were kind of already built into their the world because of Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
but there there is and I'll probably always will be a little bit of crossover between you know the two um I mean supposedly later there may be a weapon that can look like Reinhardt's hammer from Overwatch. Oh wait, what's this Overwatch you speak of? We're in 2004. Oh, I I didn't know we were being that <laughs> that like no, that that's fine. Okay, um, it's just back back then. My only Blizzard frame of reference was Diablo. Yeah, so yeah, so there there's a lot of crossover between some of the stuff you may see from um, Diablo being in Warcraft and vice versa between the two because they were both fantasy settings, and so some of the skills that you saw one saw in one really related to one of the classes they were working on for. Um, Warcraft, and so they would, you know, cross, you know, cross back and forth. There's a few other examples, but some of those examples don't happen till later expansions, so I will not mention them. Huh. Um, out of curiosity, did, did I take it neither of you got the collector's edition that came with the Blizzard-themed mini pet? Uh, I did <laughs> no. not, because I, again, I was in boot camp when it released. So by the time I actually got into it, those collector's editions were sold out. Yeah, that is one. Th- <laughs> Because I have all of the collector's editions, but TBC and um, Vanilla, and it, it it still bothers me to this day that those two are the only two that I'm missing. <laughs> I I have um, I only have actually uh, Ice Crown and Cataclysm's collector's editions, but I have the digital deluxes of all the ones after them. So I have all the stuff without the box and the physical yeah. items because just the Cataclysm I, one for me. Yeah, and then I don't have the ones before, and I don't have the TBC or the original. Uh, it looks like I could bid on one with probably a scratched pet card for $169, which is actually the cheapest I've ever seen it on eBay. Yeah, but that means you're not getting the pets. No, no. I, I At this point, I don't even care if I get the pets. I just really want the uh, the rest of it. Oh, the, uh, bo- uh, the box itself, yeah. yeah. You just want the box on your shelf. Yeah, it's, it's there. They're my whole WoW library. Yeah. So, um, so I, and then, um, so then, um, I stopped playing for a little bit and then I actually, uh, going back to my first experiences and then I actually ended up with a good friend, uh, up where I was in Groton, Connecticut, uh, who, uh, played before he joined the Navy and he kind of really helped me get into it, like learning how to play. And then I remember, um, what I call the aha moment where I was like, I am playing this class completely wrong. I became one of the best undergeared tanks on the server till I got gear. And then I was and then I was actually really de- decent. So you were a warrior? I was a warrior. In fact, um the I was my character was named Soulfire and I would be constantly confused with a mage who was on the server named Soul Angel. Um and Soul Angel yeah, had that was a, me. I was Soul I, Angel. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Soul Angel had a bit of a reputation of being a little bit of an elitist jerk at the time, so I got confused with him up, quite I'll a back bit. Out. <laughs> Wait, was was that where the name of the website came from? Uh, no, actually, that's Ian Hoskis. Ah, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, Ian Hoskis was one of the big, uh, big people behind uh, elitist jerks at the time. Hmm. So, so let's talk about the uh, first classes that that came out, um, or the, the classes at the time. So you you had your warrior, mm-hmm. which was a, a, a the the best tank class. 
it was um for it was the best tank class but it was also i think designed to be the tank class from the beginning it was also a dps class and wasn't too bad um had had some had some had some good utility for um dps but it was it was really meant to be a tank in classic um so and and that's and i was fairly good at being a tank i i knew how to hold aggro and stance stance as you had to do back in the day and so forth uh yeah i mean every class had uh, three specializations that you could um talent trees that you could go down so you could even if you made three characters with the same uh with the same uh class you could play each one and specialize each one differently i don't know what some of the other the warrior specializations um, were Let's see, protection, arms, and fury, which is still the same today. Uh, those three have not changed at all. They are still arms, arms warrior, uh, fury warrior, and a protection warrior. And and from what I was learning, um, not a lot of the specializations were balanced very well. Um, and that, especially with the tank and healing, that there was one clear specialization um, that, that was kind of meant to be the main one. Uh, for example, Druid, even though you could spec into Feral, or, or rather you had, with Druid, you had Feral, which was your DPS slash tank spec, Balance, which was your DPS, uh, caster DPS spec, and then Restoration, which was your healing spec. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everyone did Resto yes. back then. Yeah, uh, um, I didn't. You you would you would find the occasional uh, boomkin back then, but it was very rare. Yeah, um, and a lot of it had to do with the gear back then was not very well balanced either. <laughs> no, like get, getting into hunter, um, like it, the the joke was that everything was a hunter weapon because hunters could use mana, so technically you could need int or spirit. Actually, um, at the time, they did need int and spirit. Um, uh, Arcane Shot actually balanced damage off of int back then. Oh, yeah, I did not know that. So, um, the joke, everything is a hunter weapon is totally valid, but... Well, the, the, actually, the the reason the, uh, every weapon is a hunter weapon is because outside, outside of maces, hunters actually can wield every single weapon in the game. Right. And they and they needed to because uh, back back in uh, that time frame, you had um, force most of the melee, the physical classes, not the casters, but the physical classes. You had a main hand up weapon, an offhand weapon, and a ranged weapon. And so what you would do is hunters would need stuff in their main hand and and or half hand or both usually it was a two-hander actually because two-handed weapons have better stats than two one-handers mm-hmm. and they would um use those for stats to help boost them so they would need on every single weapon because they need to get the right stats yeah and then uh say and say same with war- warriors actually can use every weapon in the game except for what at the time wands wands have been removed but um or or no or were wands just simply moved to being one-handers instead of ranged weapons i forget which i i don't remember to be honest yeah um, but, but um but all, wands, I know is that all of this talk about weapons feral druids are the weapon yeah more or less yeah the, um, for them the weapon was just stat weight um but but hunters were your uh pet class and you had marksmen, uh, 
which but boosted your um, arrow damage or your range damage, and then Beastmaster, which boosted your pet damage. And, and survival was intended to be a melee class, but nobody used it like that. It wasn't balanced for um, yeah. melee at the time. It really wasn't. Like, even though it had some melee skills with it, it still depended a lot on bows. And because of the fact um, you had to, um, again, you you had to, you know, and hunters would still have bows because of the fact they would take the bows for the stat weights. So, st- mm-hmm. uh, you know, for those additional stats, because there were classes that didn't have any ranged options. So that's why. Oh, uh, my wife just got back to me about the heart ball thing uh, for EverQuest. Uh, EverQuest did have hot bars. Okay. Hi, Ben. Um, now, now getting into the priest, the priest was pr- pretty much the best healer in the game at the time. Um, they too had uh, a DPS spec that, that nobody really used because it wasn't well, well balanced. That was shadow, and then discipline was kind of a hybrid DPS healing, but pretty much if you wanted a spot in a raid, you went holy. Yeah, and priest was actually one of the more interesting classes back in back uh, during classic WoW uh, mm-hmm. because. Depending on the race you were, each race had its own individual priest spell. I forgot about that. Yeah, so, in fact, um, oftentimes, um, at least as Alliance, the best priest, which was one of the rarest combinations to find because no one liked playing it, was a dwarf priest. Because dwarf priests had fear ward. Oh, right. That'd probably be important in pvp yeah um what little pvp there was back then well not even pvp but also during uh some of the some of the boss fights especially in upper black rock spire uh when fighting the beast the beast had fear so having fear word was handy for that mm-hmm. uh shanak no not was it shanak i think it was shanak's uh, the first boss in Molten Core had a fear, so it was handy there. I mean, there were a lot of bosses that uh, a lot of dragons had fears, too. So it was actually a very handy skill. So having a Dwarf Priest was very big back then, um, as as at least a priest, uh, one or two priests in a raid, which we'll get into later, uh, because of their fervor. But um, Devouring Plague was the undead one. I don't remember what Troll was. Um, I don't remember what Orc was. Gnomes weren't priests. Humans, I don't remember. I remember Night Elf was Starfall, which has now become a druid spell now. So, but yeah, I mean, it was a much different beast for priests back then because, depending on what race you played, you were giving you were given an individualized tool set at the time. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the class. Um, Mage was a pure DPS class. You had f- f- um, Fire, Ice, and Arcane. Um, I, I don't know which of those specs was supposedly the good one back then. Um, it depended on the content you were doing. Uh, oh, so, right, because stuff had uh, elemental resistances. Yeah, so um, a lot of times, um, like fire was the still, you know, the, the damage output back then, I don't really remember who was top or not. Um, but you'd see a lot more ice mages because a lot of the raids back then, because of the elemental resistances, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those raids were actually based around fire things because of the dragons or because, I mean, Molten Core, obviously, you're in a volcano. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fire. So you actually so you saw a lot more uh, frost mages back then 
who were, um, because even though they could do fire damage, the fire was being absorbed and or um, just heavily reduced, so it wasn't worthwhile. So, so then that probably also made Destro Warlock useless in raids? Eh, um... Not as, no, because uh, Destro Warlock was Shadow. Oh, I thought it was Fire. No, um, they didn't start getting their Fire spells till a lot later, except for Hellfire. Like, Hellfire and Reign of Fire they had, but basically Warlock's spell at the time was always Shadow Bolt. So Warlock was your, your other pet class, and you had Destro, Demonology, and Affliction. Correct. Uh, I'm pretty sure Affliction was the, the top one back then, because that was the dot spec. Yeah, uh, Afflictions is, it still is the dot spec. Um, I I only knew a few Warlocks. Warlocks were very hard to play back then, so you did not see as many of them in high-level content. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not in the high-level content I did. Now, different servers, different groups of people. You know, I'm, I, I have done stuff with combinations that should not work, and we've made it work. So, you know, don't quote me on this. But... Um, there were not always as many warlocks. Now, I do, I did know a couple of very good warlocks, um, uh, Igathy and Shadow Panther, and um, they played two different specs. But um, I don't know as much about warlocks as I do now because I did not play one then as readily. Now, if you wanted to top the DPS maters, you'd probably roll a rogue. Am I correct? I don't remember. Um, oh. I don't know how meters were working back then. Um, okay. I like I didn't really start learning about meters and stuff uh, the mod scene until Burning Crusade. Okay, gotcha. I just so whether it's hearing... true or not, it's a good transition. So let's roll with it. Yeah. No, I I, yeah. I just I had always heard that rogues pretty much destroyed everything because they were a pure DPS class and were very good at burst damage, but also had dots to um, do too. Yeah, the dots were based on poisons that they would apply to their blades. Um, that they actually would have to buy reagents and create. So, like, the downtime, and th- this is, you know, going to sort of the transition from where MMOs were super grindy to not where, like, high-end stuff, the people had, you know, had a lot of things that other high-end players would have in other MMOs, which is, you know, they'd have to farm, you know, farm reagents to create things, mm-hmm. not just food buffs and potions and stuff, but, like, you have to do the... Um, Get reagents for your max level buffs. You'd have to buy, you know, ammunition as hunters. You would have to create your poisons. So th- there was a lot going on back then that um, was very interesting. But yeah, rogues um, and had three three specs that then um, assassination, subtlety, subtlety, and combat. Thank you. I I couldn't remember combat off the top of my head because it is now called outlaw. Yeah, and plays much differently. But, um, yeah, no, and um, assassination was very interesting because um, you would think they would be all stabby-stabby with daggers, but they actually wanted bigger, heavier weapons. Oh. Because of the way uh, mut- their their top ability, Mutilate, actually uh, calculated damage. I see. And and then a unique feature for the time that they uh, kind of did away with in the next expansion was each faction having a unique class. So the the alliance had paladin, mm-hmm. um, which was a hybrid, um, t- tanking for uh, protection for tanking, holy for healing, and then um, retribution. retribution for DPS. Now, I'm pretty sure it was healing that was kind of the top spec back then. Uh, yes, holy holy was the top spec 
for or the most desired spec for um for rating and high end content. So you did not see many protection. You you didn't see many retribution paladins. You may see one or two, especially if they got a really good two handed weapon, mm-hmm. and you almost never saw any protection ones. At least not until um, the patch that came out, the the last patch for the for WoW came out, which uh, really changed up the desirability for some of the classes. That's when you really started seeing some of the like more protection paladins and, and protection paladins being good because they had that shield throw and and things of that nature so mm-hmm. um but but really their purpose back then was buffing yeah in fact um it was so bad um they changed this during during this uh, patches i don't remember which one but they they were one of those that needed reagent to cast a buff and their buff originally was like only five minutes so they would just spend entire time and it would only target like one person, so they would spend like the entire time doing content just buffing. From what I heard, mm-hmm. I I start I because of my delay in getting into it. By the time I hit max level, because uh, I also stopped for like even though I started in October, I took like a six month break and really didn't start until March of twenty of two thousand five. So like heavily into World of Warcraft, and so during that time frame, you know they did a lot of patches and fixes so they gave um paladins uh, greater blessings which actually buffed like an entire part or entire raid raid class with a buff so so was so by the time i got seeing that content it was better but it was still not ideal and then the horde had shaman um I, yeah i don't know anything about that um, th- that was also kind of considered a buffing class. I-, I learned today that it was uh, that enhancement was supposed to be the taking spec, but they never finished it. Um, and then people treated it as if it was supposed to be a tanking spec. Uh, it did have some things that kind of allowed it to sort of like maybe off tank a little bit, but mm-hmm. I I don't think it ever really panned out, which was the thing. And then you had re- resto for healing and elemental for dps so most of the time you were uh, resto for healing um but what made shaman unique was that it was a buffing considered buffing class but they had totems that kind of created an aura so they didn't, they didn't have the problem that uh, paladin had for the most part yeah um i didn't really start playing shaman until it came it came out uh in burning crusade for the alliance i did not play horde till like much much later yeah and from so. what from what i heard um during some some fights had a much better advantage compared to others um when it came to cer- certain fights like s- some fights were, were were better with paladins and some fights were better with shaman yes and and that had to do with some of the buffing um like shamans um i want to say had an elemental resist totem so you know that helped with a lot of fights where there was heavy elemental damage especially going through molten core where everything was fire mm-hmm. so uh, and then of course the the shamans also had uh you know healing totems where they could lay down and it would give healing out to you know the party and or raid so it it helped alleviate some of the healing issues that alliance had because they did because there was not as much there was raid healing back then but only a few classes Really, I think only Resto Druid has a good AOE heal. I remember Holy Priest had one that could, uh, the, the priest had one that could bounce. Don't remember if they had one that hit an entire raid. I think they may have, but but yeah, there was not as much like 
easy raid healing as, on the alliance side as horde side had because with resto with the resto shaman you had healing stream totem you had and chain heal so you it was you know could bounce heals off people a little easier than alliance had it because paladin back then was purely like single target healing mm-hmm so it sounded like the whole faction exclusive class thing was an interesting experiment that did not work out at all. Basically. Yeah, though from what I heard, people were pissed when they walked that back in Burning Crusade. Yeah, but it 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 it, it was a good experiment, and it and it was very lore um, appropriate, and I mm-hmm. think that and and I definitely understand it from a lore perspective. But um, it falls into a more recent change that Blizzard has done with World of Warcraft, which I, in regards to it, didn't it, you know? It looks good on paper, it sounds good on lore, you know, it's really thematic to the world, but does it work in an MMO? Yeah, and. It sounded like it didn't. No. Um, what what did end up working though, so so much so that I felt like every other MMO started co- made a point to copy it, was the faction thing. You had two different sides, the Horde and the Alliance, and they they were enemies. Um, though PVP wasn't a thing until a couple of patches. Yeah, PV. Um, the game did not launch with PVP. That did come out later. I f- I feel like we're missing a class though somewhere. Let's see. I got mage, it hunter, did mage, warlock, hunter. Or, hang on. Now I need to. Oh, you got them all, didn't you? Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty sure I got them all. I was waiting for for shaman, but you got it. Oh, I, yeah, I, I was saving I the. Yeah, I was saving the two um, faction ones for last. Just seem. It just seems weird. It just seems like one's missing, just because you know. We're yeah. going back, you know, 16 years in time, the time machine. Druid, hunter, mage, paladin, priest, rogue, shaman, warlock, warrior. You know, we got them all. Okay. okay. Uh, just reading off of Wowhead, it's like mage, m- monk, no paladin, because monk wasn't until later. Much later. <laughs> Much later. Um, and then each faction had four different races to choose from. So the Alliance had humans, night elves, gnomes, and what am dwarfs. I missing? Dwarfs. Um, the Horde had orcs, Tauren, undead, and trolls. Yes. Now, I-, I don't know about you, but I find the Horde's races to be infinitely more interesting. Uh, I, w- I will definitely say in- infinitely more interesting but not as pretty to look at. Yeah, no, no. The the models were pretty hideous back then. Um, <laughs> especially on some of the poor female models. Though, and that was an improvement because they wanted him to make him look like the males and then changed it. <laughs> you know, giving giving him mean faces. Um, I really, I only find one of the horde races more interesting. I mean, I I'm a huge fan of night elves, so nothing beats that for me. But I'll I'll give you I'll give you undead. I'll concede undead for sure. And don't get me wrong, back then I probably would have rolled a night, a night elf just because they had the cat mount, and you know my thing is cats. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But that's getting into Burning Crusade, my first character. But um, personally, I always found the torn to be like very interesting to look at, but boring um, story wise. Yeah, and Tarin kind of got. Oh, I I never really cared for trolls that much either. <laughs> um, Tarin kind of got a raw deal because they originally weren't going to have mounts. They were going to have a thing called planes running, but they couldn't get it to work. 
So then Torin got the big old coat of abouts and then couldn't, I think, could only have. Could only ride wolves after that. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, they could only ride the Kodos. Uh, oh, they couldn't even ride wolves back then? They couldn't ride anything but wolves. Um, in fact, uh, a lot of mounts back then were not cross-race. I mean, the See? Torn were kind of removed from the Horde. They were they were Horde in name only, as far as I'm concerned. They weren't... Um, their starting area wasn't, like, sinister. Um Nothing about them said horde. I mean, I I feel like you'd be uh, forgiven for confusing them for alliance. Yeah, about, unless you really played Warcraft three and knew their lore, you kind of were. It, it it didn't really mesh well. I'll, I'll give you that, which I didn't. So yeah, I came. I went into this with no no experience at all. I'll give you that. Yeah, with if you had under games under your belt, that may be a different story. So you were under the mindset that uh, Alliance good guys hoard bad guys. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I was, I was not. But again, I had, I had actually played Warcraft three because I really loved. I actually really enjoyed the RTSs. Yeah, it, it's, it's not really like good versus evil. It's kind of just different ideals that clash all too often. Mm-hmm. Um, good versus evil is a little, a little too much of a stretch. Yeah, um, but that the the paradigm of you know what represents good not necessarily good in itself but the uh i don't know the more hmm, virtuous definitely more looks like me right mm-hmm. i mean if yeah. humans are on it and and part of why i didn't really jive with the alliance is because for me that those races were kind of generic fantasy races and yeah elf dwarf right mm-hmm and I, I kind of got, I was kind of sick of this by the time I started playing WoW, so I, I would have picked Torrin back then, just because I, I thought the cow people were cute. E- either Torrin or Undead, because I do like zombies. I, I used to make cute trolls <laughs> when I did. Yeah. But the Undead I, is I, my, fa- my favorite, like, starting area, um, visually, and just in terms of, like, general vibe terrace fall glades yeah i love that area too it's like playing medieval <laughs> not that that's really that good of a thing for me but though i i kind of like running around in mogor too um mainly because it reminds me of kansas my where i live you know that no trees but lots of kind of rolling hills and flatlands and i i, I thought it was a really pretty place and and getting into <laughs> kind of the zones in the air or just the whole overall graphical feel of the game it was very cartoony compared to other games at the time and i know that that turned off some people but it also kind of made the visuals in it timeless up to up to a point and uh, and uh, this is something uh, my wife and i have discussed because uh, she she actually started uh, she actually started and made max level in world of warcraft like the week Burning Crusade release, and she'd only been playing it a month as a resto druid, mm. solely as a resto druid. So, um, but when it comes to so the the graphics being a little more cartoony, I think helped it sur- stay better in the MMO space for a much longer time. Um, definitely, because. Um, you know, when other, because, you know, you think 2004, 2006 graphics as far as like PlayStation and PlayStation 2 games. Nowadays, you go look at some of those games that had like realistic visuals and they look like poo. Mm-hmm. 
And and part of the reason why for the simplistic visuals was so that it could run on as many different types of machines as possible, which was kind of unheard of back then because MMOs were sort of meant to push polygons up until that point. That and um, a part of it was also so they could have that big seamless world. Yeah. Oh, right, because there's no loading screens. There's no loading screens between zones, which is a good and bad thing. I, I well, honestly you go think... from, from one continent to the other. Yes. Yeah. Unless well, one continent to the other, but the continents are s- still very seamless. But oh, yeah. at the same time, well, your, your eye candy was the, the FMV at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, uh, the, yeah. The famous blizzard art, you know, art style in the uh, FMV sequence. Yeah. Uh, done by Samwise, who was the lead singer for um, elite torn chieftain. Wasn't he also the art director? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's but it was more that. amusing to think of him as the lead singer for levels level you know level sixty elite torn chieftain at the time. Well, was Darkman Fair a thing back then? Yes. Yes, it was. It would happen the first week of every month, and it would travel between Elwyn Forest and Mulgor. Oh, that probably led to some PvP stuff. Yeah, so, like, one month it would be in Mulgor, the next month it would be in Elwyn Forest, and vice versa, and it was a pain in the butt. And there really wasn't that much to do, was there? No, there was a couple of little side quests, um... And and trying to get like reputation and so forth, but there really was not much to it back then. Could, not could like you, now. Not could like you turn now. in tarot tarot cards. You could you could turn in tarot cards. Um, they were added at some point during classic. Um, that's where like the um, if you do some of the really old stuff, you'll see like a seven of waters. Oh right, I, yeah, I, I think I do have some tarot cards in my bank. Yeah, so. Um, I forget what they gave you. I don't know actually what they gave you back in classic. So, I never, I never liked any of that, um, like seasonal stuff or 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 Dark Moon Fair. Or it just to me, that was just a way to clutter up like items and quest logs needlessly. Um, and they were already so cluttered. I, well, Dark Moon, Dark Moon Fair was worth it only because Dark Moon Fair did have some very powerful trinkets later in the expansions. Mm-hmm. I don't remember about Classic as much, but but yeah. Um, as far as um, the other the other seasonal events, I mean, yeah, that's that's a rant and a half from me. So I, I'll it, stay out of that. Was, you probably only had Halloween and Christmas back then, didn't you? Um, Halloween, Christmas. Um, they did add Oktoberfest at one point during Classic. Um, no, I think most, most of them existed back then in Classic. Um, Oktoberfest is the one I distinctly remember them adding later. Yeah, I, I want to say Brewfest was, um, TBC because, uh, I did it the first year that it came out when you had to grind up a bunch of tickets for the RAM. And then they changed it so that the RAM was a drop from um, one of the bosses. But to this day, I can still go to that guy and buy RAM mounts if I want to, because I still have the hand stamp that lets me get access that vendor. Um, yeah. It just you can't get it anymore, which which is kind of funny in hindsight. Um, and, and that is a um, and and that is part of my seasonal rant with uh, Wild Two. So um, I I will not go into my seasonal rant on this episode uh since i since i have played many of the expansions for a good chunk of time except for shadowlands um i probably will sign up for the future tests on for a while because i 
I have a lot of experience with WoW. Um, I won't go into seasonal stuff until it became relevant in Lich King, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so, so getting back to WoW or Classic, you know, the thing that the thing that I always he- heard about people that played in vanilla was how challenge. I was going to say difficulty, but that wasn't the right word. How challenging everything was to accomplish. That you basically had to scrape for the or just fight for those levels to get um, get experience. You, you did after about thirty five to forty. So once you started like hit the mid to late range zones, there was a couple of different issues that fell into the leveling process so um one is there were not many quests or at least there did not seem to be many quests for certain points of time and it wasn't that the quest didn't exist but the quests were like in random places um as an example um uh, in one of the not not even desert zones but absolutely like salt flat uh, the salt flats that I call it, uh, Desolus, which is a very gray desert-like zone, but it's just gray. It's not like a sandy desert. Mm-hmm. So I think of it more as a salt flat. There was a quest that fell into that range that was from an NPC near a tower off to the far east side of the map that no one leads you to. And unless you do, he was there with a quest. You wouldn't know the quest existed. Um, another example, uh, in Westfall, a very early zone in, you know, think what level five to ten zone at the time maybe 10 to 15 there was a dwarf at a tent behind you know up in the mountains above where dead mines is that offered you a quest that sent you to hillsbrad there so some of these quests were just out in the middle of nowhere and there was no indication to go to these npcs to get these quests there's no one leading you to them there is no um like indicators there was no um breadcrumbs there's no 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 hint at all that these quests were even out there to go do and then a, a lot of times these the other problem was with a lot of these quests around these areas they would take you to areas that had at the time elite mobs um elite mobs in current while are only found in dungeons but at the time there were elite mobs like guarding outside of dungeons guarding the dungeons there were elite mobs you know scattered yeah. around the world god you and- un- you unlocked a memory because part of getting to the dungeon was getting to the dungeon. That that mm-hmm. was like a mini dungeon itself in a lot of areas. Yeah, um, Black Fathom Depths, one of the first dungeons you would do, either Horde or Alliance, not the first, but one of the first. There were elite mobs leading you to the dungeon, so you, to do the dungeon, you need a party to go to the dungeon to get to the dungeon. Yeah, um, didn't Stratholm involved having to dive like through the water uh it maybe it wasn't strat that was if i might be confusing it with no that's black one. fathom depths uh strat strat home um had two different uh entrances still was the one that was like a noble manor isn't that strat home maybe i, I know no, strat home confused Stratholm is the city that Arthas cold ki- uh, killed all the humans at because they got infected in Warcraft Three. So that was a huge sprawling city. I think you're thinking of Skullamance, which was a magic school that turned into a dark cult. And yeah, it is a huge manor. Um, there was also Skullamance Monastery that had like four different wings. Mm-hmm. And all oh, those geez. had like elite mobs out of them too, outside of them too. 
um, I mean, whaling caverns. Ugh, the whaling noses. caverns as well. Yeah, they, to get in and out of there was a nightmare. Um, what's the one in Desolus? Oh, um, Mike Thurden's Lair. Yeah, that one also. Um, um, and that one was actually not even in the original build. That one was released as part of a patch. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, that one, I think Zulfurak may have been an add-on. I, I I know there's two dungeons they added, not counting the raid dungeons, like Zulgarub. Uh, Magtheridon's Lair was actually one of them. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure at launch it was 22 dungeons and then the two raids at launch. Yeah, but oh. like getting to a number of these dungeons, you know, you had to fight through elite mobs and... They, it was it was a, it was challenging. Um, what else was there that was like really? Um... I think I wonder if I was thinking of Shadow Fan Keep. Yeah, you might have been thinking of that because I remember that being a Sorry. <laughs> crazy. I was stuck on that. I had to get it. No, it's okay. I mean, I'll, a yeah, lot of those level dungeons. Would be, low level sort of manner type thing would be probably Shadow Fan Keep because Skolomance was a was an end game dungeon that was actually originally a 10 man dungeon it wasn't even a five man dungeon it did get converted to a five man during classic but originally you needed 10 people to run it so uh, same with Stratholme and and uh and Blackrock Depths oh uh, up upper and lower no that that that's Ubers Ubers and Elbers okay. but Blackrock Depths was the one down below that was okay. near the molten core entrance Oh yeah, got a doubt. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I but hate... no, U- Ubers and Elbers were actually ten man dungeons up until they got converted much later. Uh, you're giving me nightmares because I remember trying to go into Blackrock Depths to get uh, engineering something for one of my engineering recipes, and just trying to even navigate that place is a nightmare. And I just and I like to memory back then there were no dungeon maps. Yeah, there were no dungeon maps. There was no adventure journal. Um, uh, well, no, but you were always with a group, and you, your group probably had run the dungeon 50 times, and they would know exactly where to run. Don't you dare try to go anywhere else and look at something. You better yeah, stick to actually, the group. Actually, there were so many dungeons that I went that I was the one. And luckily, I was the tank, too. I was the one who knew the dungeons. In fact, I was so – I remember this memory very well that in ubers right before the beast which is off to the left and the last boss is off to the right there is there was a room where there were a bunch of ads and there was this one orc that travels back and forth in the room and if you pull it too far on one side you get a, one group of ads if you pull it too far from another side you get another group of ads and there was this like one little tiny spot that you could pull it and it would pull by itself. And of course, all these are elite ads, and they would come with, and, and they had a chance to trigger more ads. And it, it, th- that room was a pain in the butt. And there was this one little spot where if you knew just where to pull it, you could pull it by itself. And I was very good at pulling that mob all by itself. Which dungeon was it that were the first boss you had to mind control a dragon and use it to kill a bunch of eggs? Um, that is Ubers. Okay, because I I remember trying to solo that one when they added pets to pets as drops as a um achievement, and I was just thinking, well, no wonder some of these raids make make people want to kill each other over the internet, because I couldn't imagine trying to coordinate that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is why back then, uh, Ventrilo. The, let's go back in the wayback machine some more here. Ventrilo, um, one of the first uh, that and ICQ were so big in the uh in the co- in the spheres of 
people who played in in guilds and whatnot was because of the fact you need the coordination for a lot of those fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, um, didn't you have to pay for Ventrilo? Yes. <laughs> I think they uh. did have free servers, but to get like the numbers for, especially if you're doing like uh, Molten Core or Blackwing uh, Descent, you know, the 40 man raids, you needed to pay for a server. Yeah. Oh God. Trying to think about, um, Getting together 40 people or coordinate 40 people to do a raid sounds like a nightmare. They were. Um, I have a, I, I have stories about that. Um, I will not share those stories because uh, anyone who may listen who knows of the particular event that occurred during it will um, know the people involved and I'm not going to throw people under the bus. It's been it's been almost 20 years. I I've moved on. I don't even play WoW anymore. Were so you I'm, Leroy I'm, Jenkins? No, I was not actually part of the Leroy Jenkins. But no, were you him? Maybe you were Leroy. No, I was. I was not. I was definitely not Leroy Jenkins. But I was in Molten Core for four hours one night, and the raid leader started begging people to stay because we were really close to beating a boss, and people were like almost falling asleep in their chairs that night. Yeah, just the the idea that people to raid you basically had to treat well like a second job back then um, is is part of why I didn't play it back then because I really wasn't interested in that kind of high level gameplay. Um, yeah, I never, I never did, I, I never did that. But WoW was still a second job, even, even without that. Yeah, that there was a reason why it was called World of Warcraft for the longest time. Um, That's those sweet dopamine hits. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. and I, so I've got a lot of stories. I've got a lot of good stories. I've got a lot of bad stories. You know, but. Um, yeah, there there was definitely a lot of challenges back then with how the game played. And unfortunately, to combat a lot of that, you know, people started creating mods. And of course, now you have fights designed to combat the mobs with RNG like placements and mechanics and whatnot. So it's it's yeah, just no, I'm done. Um, That's a good question. What was the mod scene like back then? Um. I didn't really start learning about the mod scene until, um, and I mentioned this just a little bit ago, till Burning Crusade, specifically when I started raiding Karazhan. Okay. So, so I, you, you I really did didn't know. have to, sorry, you didn't really do anything with your UI or anything like that. Yeah, and I'm not saying they didn't exist. I was just not aware of it. The the most I ever did was like just basic stuff like um, some enhancing your quest log, uh, to showing you the distance to a quest, uh, like an like an objective tracker, um, something that made them show up on your map uh, a different way. Very, very basic stuff. I think I yeah. have to, uh, something for the inventory. I, oh, um, oh, oh, God. <laughs> auction house. Auction- yeah, Auctionator. auctionator. Um, that was a must-have. It just, you could, you could probably hear the moment I just remembered. Yeah, because auction house was kind, of, was kind of a pain. Or no, back not then. auctionator. The original one was Auctioneer. Oh. Well, yeah, oh, whatever yeah. that mod is called, but I mean, you Yeah, you well, both of them exist. Auctioneer came out later because Auctioneer used a particular string of code that they got that got removed originally. Auctioneer is still around, um, but they and they didn't update it very long uh, for a while. But that string of code 
basically automated some things so it got in trouble with the devs and it stopped working when they changed the way that code worked in the game so mm-hmm. auctionator came about because of that particular change um i remember quest helper was a must-have for being able to actually find stuff in quests and I find the carbonite um that might have been what i was talking about i, I don't yeah. remember the names of them there there yeah. were several uh um oh uh what's the one for recipes that i really love that the guy stopped um there's there's like ones you know to try and find recipes that you were missing there i mean there's a mod for just about everything in world of warcraft but some of them more useful than others but when you're raiding that's when you really start to see the things like um and again, I found out more about this during Burning Crusade, but that's where you've started to find about, like, weak auras and deadly boss mods. Although deadly boss mods was not its original name. I forget what it's called. I, re- I remembered it several years ago, and then I've now spaced it again. But it was actually called something completely different before it became known as deadly boss mods. I remember Decursive was the de facto healing one. Um, no, decursive was just for like curses, dis- dispelling effects. So curses, okay. um, magic buff, uh, magic debuffs. Um, um, God, I'm trying to remember what the healing one is now. It wasn't heal bot. Yeah, yeah, heal bot was the healing one. Decursive just handled like curses and and debuffs and dispellings. Okay, never mind. I I got them confused. No worries. I mean, I I was into the raiding scene for several expansions, so I kind of had to know the mods um, to use for it. So yeah. yeah. Um. Unfortunately, early WoW really didn't have a cohesive story. It was just kind of quests all over the place with no real um no real kind of connective tissue. I don't think they did any of that until they revamped the world of Kata. Yeah, no, the, 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 there was no cohesion. There wasn't even cohesion within individual zones. Like some quests would have some cohesion, but like quest A and quest B had no connection. Um, definitely when they revamped the world is when you start to see at least zone cohesion. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there, I mean, there's, and you didn't see like world cohesion until BFA. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. So there's, there's, there was no story. There were storylines, but there were so many individual storylines that it doesn't matter to really talk about them because there's too many to try and think of. Okay. Well, um, one more real, uh, one more question. And then I think we're going to take a break and get into the round table. Cause <laughs> just talking about it now is unlocking so many memories, but what was the tuning for a raid? Like, um, depended on the raid. Each raid had its own attunement. Uh, Molten Cores was actually the easiest, where you talk to a dude, pick up a quest, and then you had to fight your way through Blackrock Depths to click a stalagmite that is outside of the entrance of Molten Core that's inside of Blackrock Depths. And once you click it, you finish the quest, you were attuned to Molten Core. Um, Onyxia was a whole chain onto itself where you had to save this dude in Blackrock Depths, take him to Stormwind, go pick up these items from some rare mobs out in the world, bring them together, form this item, give it to her, expose who she is. I mean, that that was a whole quest onto its... Uh, go fight some bosses. Yeah, that and some of terrible. They, they were a pain in the butt. And... I, I only asked it because I feel like those attunement quests were really like the only kind of story that you got. 
in some cases, yes. Uh, molten cores, no. The molten core didn't really have much to it, but the the black the Anixia into Nefer the black uh, for hers, and then um then doing the one for black uh, actually Blackwing layers was pretty easy. You had to kill dude, get a scroll, go touch an orb. Mm -hmm. That one was easy. Um, but to do Blackwing layer, you actually had to have someone with leatherworking create a cloak from a scale of Anixia so you didn't die to some of the bosses mechanics in Blackwing Lair because they dealt a specific type of fire damage that I think it was called Black Flame, if I'm remembering right, I may not be, that then could kill you unless you had the cloak that resists Black Flame. So yeah, no, the rating was its own beast. I do not regret the changes to that because I mean I I don't mind the attunement quest itself. I don't mind I didn't mind getting the keys or getting attuned, but some of the intricacies of trying to get into the raids and survive the raids were not fun. What was the purpose of attunement? So that you'd be ready? So you couldn't just bolts in there and get curb stomped? Maybe. Uh there there was no so there was no purpose. They just did it to waste your or not waste your time. No, I mean, it, it, let's face it. They want you to to stay subbed, and yeah. that is a way to get you to stay subbed. Yeah, that, that no less egregious than some of the crap they put you through now. Um, that that being said, was there anything else you guys wanted to add before we go into the roundtable? Um, um, uh, mounts were expensive. You had you had to hold like fifty thousand keys in your bags. Oh right. Um. I, I remember that being a rite of passage, being able to get your mount at forty. Yeah, getting it and being a being able to afford to get it were two different things. Like I honestly will admit, if a friend didn't lend me like the last twenty gold, I wouldn't have had my level forty mount. <laughs> and that was just seventy percent speed. And I mean, it feels slow now, but at the time, it probably felt pretty fast. Oh yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's like you said, it was a rite of passage. You had something that showed you were dedicated, right? Like you you were willing to put in some serious effort to, to get this symbol, uh, this and, status uh, symbol. I mean, even in T TBC, when I was playing classes, I liked to play either Hunter or Druid just to get something at level 20 just to... Just so that I could go a little bit faster, either travel former aspect of the cheetah, one one of the two, and, and I, there's I, a lot of people who did. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if EverQuest had had mounts. Um, that'd be so, something you'd probably have to ask your wife. I know that getting a chocobo and eleven was kind of a pain. Um, because you had to raise it and you had to spend money to rent chocobos and you needed a license and all that rigor. And, and so. you had to get to um. A town that was sort of connected between all three of the major fa faction cities. Yeah. Yeah. I never actually got a chocobo. I did make it to that city one playthrough, but um, yeah, no, I never actually got a chocobo. So even though getting around was kind of a pain back then, because um, I know flight points didn't, or not that they didn't connect that they weren't continuous so you had to go from flight point to flight point still being able to kind of zip around like that probably was a godsend back then oh yes um actually uh going i remember used to looking at uh, going to our flight point thing and i actually preferred going point to point back then to now because i used to calculate from point to point how much it would cost if i made the cheapest flight paths even if oh. one took me longer. Because I played solo a lot. You know, I had no problem taking a longer path because of the fact 
It would be cheaper. And getting money was not an easy task back then. No. Um, I, I can talk about more more about that when we uh, get into the roundtable in Classic. So uh, unless you guys have any other anything else to add, we could probably take a break and go ahead and get into the roundtable. Yeah. Anything I, I want to add, I'll probably just add then. Okay. Sounds good to me. I need okay. to take a break from talking so much, I feel like. Oh, oh yeah, you know, you're just being a get jabber mouth, Pascal. But no, you're, you're still contributing. It's cool. Um, but I do need to take a Mata break. I'm I'm out of Mata. N- need to drink. Um, we'll be right back, and we'll get into kind of our more personal stuff about Classic WoW. Um, our, our memories, our favorite things. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack. Now we're getting into the roundtable. Um, our, our personal th- thoughts and feelings, what our favorite things are, some of our memories that we got into, um, adding a little personal touch to the RPG Backtrack. Um, that being said, for World of Warcraft, the, the first question I have is just, what is you guys' favorite class? So, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and start this. So, I started as a warrior and um, and and warrior for a long time was very near and dear to to my heart as far as uh, you know how it played and whatnot. I I loved being the ta- I loved being a tank and I just remember um, this one time playing. I was trying to tank and I wasn't doing so well and it hit me that like I didn't have talents correctly allocated. I kind of just had put points willy nilly everywhere <laughs> and because uh, at the time there was talent tree really like detailed talent trees which they may or may not be bringing back for sure um and so yeah i i changed up my talents and be and just started tanking and i was i was so good at tanking that even with my narcolepsy i could still keep tanking while asleep (laughs) and then and then after tanking i'd be like often running into a wall in a dungeon because i was asleep at the keyboard I, I've done that before, but I don't didn't have narcolepsy as an excuse. I was just tired. <laughs> um, yeah, I was so good, I was bored. So, <laughs> so, so or I, it wasn't so much bored, but it was just not interesting enough for my head to keep me awake. So, you know, I'd be like running off into walls, and my wife, and so my wife, who now is like a lot of times my healer, she knows that if I'm running off into a wall or running off in random directions not apparently paying attention it's because i've fallen asleep at the keyboard yeah i think we all we have all have all have stories of uh dungeon runs where somebody in the um in the party obviously is asleep at the keyboard yeah i've but i've but i'm good that. enough to to still be able to play while half asleep yeah but normally there's a sense of panic that comes with that yeah no i don't panic i'm just like huh sleep okay <laughs> no, no, not the not the person sleeping. The rest of the group, I mean. <laughs> oh, that. 
So, so what about you, Pascal? Did you have a, any uh, a class that what? you jive yeah. with the most? I always like elves. If I can play an elf in a game, it's a good chance that's what I'm going to do. So night elf, and specifically feral. Yep. Um, And it's probably just the simple reason is just that's the first thing I picked. So that was my main. That's where my mind goes to. Um, I like the, the ambiance of the night elf starting locations nice dark forests lots of lots of cool lighting right cool colors um i mean i tried um except for trolls i probably tried every race at some point all everyone that i can remember anyway and night elf is the only one that really um that really gelled with me so i'm notorious for probably not playing games in in the most like efficient manner and i definitely didn't play uh warcraft maybe for the right i don't know the right reasons like i like to play games for story um and i tried as much as i could to try to find story here so i actually enjoyed more the starting areas than anything else because you guys just like you guys were saying, as you get into later areas, quests are more spread out. And I mean, there's not a, a ton of story as you, as you like, let's say, let's say you travel, like in the Barrens, there's a couple of uh, like centralized settlements where if you, if you run into one of them, you can pick up, I don't know, like seven, eight or nine quests all all like in quick succession like they're all in this one little um like village in the middle of a of, a, of the of the zone and oh, then you can do them come back turn them in and there's not a lot of story you get from that but at least like that little bit of story you get in the text box like i was i'm the i'm the one who's always reading those or if you're just running mm -hmm. into you know the random npc or uh, i think there were some places where you could like pick up is that true can you pick up books and read books and yeah. Occasional... Oh yeah. There's several. There's several books, and later on they had a, an achievement if you read all the books. Yeah, I have that yeah. achievement. I always try to do that. Like I would drive people mad if I was playing with like a friend, and because I, you know, they would have to sit and wait for me to painstakingly read like all the dialogue, even if even if it's just turning in a quest that, and we need to move on to the next one. And so that also carried over to dungeons, and I I, I really kind of dislike that about having to do dungeons with a group because i'd rather be able to experience like the narrative impact of the dungeon but that's mm -hmm. hard to do when you have a group of five or I, I i typically just did the five man dungeons i didn't i didn't go too far outside of that i'm i maybe tried the 10 man dungeons a couple of times i think i did a raid once grand total of one time but i mean i i'd like to see what's in the dungeon i'd like to kind of take it in and that's not i understand why most people do it you know people play an mmo because they want to get the loot and that's mm -hmm. so it's you know run through the dungeon kill everything move on as fast as possible uh, yeah okay so my whole point being outside of the starter zones that does fall like the little bit of story that you could still get does spread itself much thinner and if i had to guess it's probably eventually why i just dropped off of wow altogether I just wasn't getting enough of it. And even the, like I was saying earlier, the dopamine hit, hits that you get by, oh, I uh, collect 10 furs. Oh, I got one, I got two, I got three. And then you turn in the quest and you get something for that. But as the quests get spread out more, um, it's, you know, those are fewer and further between as well. And and I think part of why the quests were so sparse, and, and the story was so sparse in the in the beginning of the game was because it was still trying to do that role playing thing you know the the are part of rpg where the whole point was kind of to make your own character and make your own story but 
unless you were on a role-playing server, you kind of didn't get a whole lot of that. Um, and, and it's sad that you kind of noped, noped out when you did, because after Lich King, they really started making the um, in-game story a lot more cohesive, that your characters, that was actually part of a bigger story. And in, in Cata, when they redid everything, um, each little zone kind of got its own vignette. And yeah, I some stayed of those... in, I stayed until right then, to right like at the beginning of Cataclysm. Okay, um, and, and some, I mean, some of those vignettes were pretty funny. Some of them were pretty heartbreaking. I know that there was one in the Badlands that made me cry my eyes out. Um, and and yeah, uh, it it kind of got the Badlands. One was also really funny. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. But um... yeah, you know what I did with cat? Well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's what's cataclysm? But yeah. well, what I did with that is I tried out the new the new races, and that's that's about the extent of it. And I think that's about when I when I just kind of fell off. I never made like a conscious decision to to be done with it. Just I was, I don't even remember really how how it happened. Like that I un you know unsubbed and I don't know, but it it was just it just organically happened. But so yeah, th- does all of that explain why I like night elves? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, even though we were technically asking about classes, you kind of answered all three of your questions at once. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fine. Good night, everybody. See you. <laughs> no, th- that's fine. Um, we were all having fun here. Because um, you, you brought up the, the zone in the Barons um, crossroads. We didn't even bring up Barons chat and the insanity that ensued there. I I didn't experience it because I was Alliance. Um, I, I just Barons chat. Yeah. Isn't Chuck I, Norris connected to that somehow? I, I the story is that people would just get so bored there that they would just post anything in the channel. Yeah. And so I I know a little bit about this because I did play some Horde occasionally back then, but I didn't play a lot of Horde. The reason why Baron's questing is considered, you know, why people would get so bored and just start trolling the chat is because um, there's an infamous like comic that someone did where it's like okay i have this quest to go pick up like these hooves and these paws and all this stuff and they never bloody drop no yeah no those ever hooves um have like a ridiculously low drop rate yes and and there's a number of those quests that were Mm. like that in the barons and so yeah that's, well, yeah, that's certainly not good i still prefer that over i mean barons is like a like a mid-level zone right like I mean, you get to that fairly no it's an early level zone you would even call that early like, um like well, a, re- yeah, i guess it's my point you get that you get to that like fairly early where like where the the quests are still somewhat like centralized you can spend time in that zone it's not till that's what i was saying earlier like like i i just i i hated Silithus, for example um and it's just, and that's just one zone out of most of them that I've stricken from my memory. I just can't remember. Um, where early on you get quests in the zone for that zone, and you you play the zone until you've more or less like exhausted that zone, and then you know you're definitely like high enough level to move on. But as you keep going, quests are more geographically spread out, and they send you to more varied locations, and you might pick up uh, a small handful of quests in this zone and then get sent to a completely different zone where you also pick up a small handful of quests. And like what you were alluding to earlier, the uh, the quest fulfillment requirements get, get more ridiculous. So now you have quests all over the place with... Um, 
with uh, requirements that are harder to get, uh, to obtain or, you know, they're rare drops or uh, I, I, at some point, a lot of them try to send you into 10-man dungeons and 5-man dungeons. And if you're not willing to put the time in for that, then that quest it doesn't... Or, that, or that, just that even an area change. with elite mobs that will kick mm-hmm. your butt. Or even that. Um and, and so it gets harder to get that story fix, right? Like that's that's why I I just I prefer the early level areas because I get more of what I like out of a game. So I was yeah. definitely playing Warcraft for the wrong reasons. That's that's kind of what I meant by 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 all of that. But so I didn't really mind Barons because uh, it still falls into like the category of it's an acceptable zone. Um, didn't it, it, it's it's large. Uh, but it, I didn't find it all that boring. <laughs> Just but it is Baron's chat always did crack me up. No, oh, yeah, it used to crack me up too. The the sarcastic answers to where's Mancrick's whiff. <laughs> it's just this funny, this funny like zeitgeist of how something develops in like the the group consciousness. You know, <laughs> oh, decided it was... that there was a Baron's chat. Why is it Baron's chat? Why isn't it chat elsewhere? Like it's just a funny thing. Yeah, like S- Silver Pine and some of the other level twenty areas just didn't have that stat that status and that that was when the the rise of memes was uh starting to become a theme so it, it itself became a meme as well as some of the stuff in warcraft like we brought up Lee jenkins i don't think we brought up the um more right, dots. The, yeah more dots more dots i i asked Minus 50 DKP. i i asked anna whatever happened to that guy and she said yeah uh he quit well because he had anger issues and i was like no he seemed so well adjusted but i i digress so is parents <laughs> chat still a thing now no, no, because they they split the zone into two different parts, and and, and, and the okay. questing again is uh, since Cataclysm is more co- cohesive. Yeah, this sounds like I would like Warcraft more now than before. Probably. You probably would. Um, I don't have that kind of time that this takes anymore. No, I no. to be honest, I don't either. I don't know what I'm gonna do when Dragonflight comes out. But it, it was work away from work. Um, I mean, I remember um, like after work, maybe having go to the grocery store but as i'm like doing my daily chores on the the drive home or, or what have you running errands i would already be going through the the mental checklist of um like let's my warrior for example was also a blacksmith okay gotta i, I need to iron iron what am i saying i need to i need to mine for this iron. ore. then i have three quests in this zone that i plan on working on today uh, you're already you're already like stressing out just getting to the game in, in a way stressing i mean you know, it's still it's still it's still a relaxing experience i don't know yeah i mean it's a game it's and you talk about your dopamine hits and it, it's fun just you, you sound like you never had the risk of uh not feeding your kids when you were playing wow <laughs> no i not wow or any other game has has hit me to that extreme thing thank goodness <laughs> I've, I've I, only I've only had that issue, but that's because of the fact my kids are very picky about what they eat, and not actually not having food available is not the issue. Um, I don't know if I should save that story for my yeah you know I'm gonna save that story for the Burning Crusade episode next year because it's really relevant that whole my whole opening experience. Uh, but like I said, that's not not gonna happen right away. Um. Let's move on to the the next question, even though Pascal kind of already answered it. Did, did you? Oh wait, I didn't say my favorite class. 
um, Hunter, because when I first played in Burning Crusade, it was the class that I jived with the most. So when I played Classic in 2019, uh, that's what I went with, because I figured, hey, how, how bad could Hunter be in the past? And learned it. Oh, it could be pretty bad. Yeah, but you forgot oh. about ammo, and you had forgotten that you had to feed your pet. Yeah. And uh, then I had to remind you that you had to feed your pet, and you were like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll, I have that story later, the full story, but put a pin in that. So um, your your favorite, well, oh, go my, ahead. My hunter had a, a, a raptor that I called Turd Blossom. <laughs> That's really the only positive do, thing I remember about my hunter. Do, do you need to guess what kind of pet I had, Pascal? Um, was it a was it a was it a bird? No. Oh. Hmm. It, it eats it birds. Panda bear? Was it a panda bear before they became playable? Characters? No, I don't think you could get pandas. Uh, you could get white bears out in Dunmoreau. There was a rare what spawn. Was it? Was it a? The things I remember about this game. Was it a like a like a firehound or I don't know. Pasco, Pasco I, I don't know you well enough. It was a kitty cat. Oh yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> I, I made sure to get one of the spectral kitties. Oh my um. Out of Dark um, yeah, Dark Shore. I think I went and tamed one of the Dark lions. Shore. One of the lions that was running around in Mogor. Oh, so your hunter was a tauren. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. mine too. It does make a, sense. We made a whole group of taurens to play. To play. It feels like that's what a tauren would be, despite all their tree huggy, <laughs> tree huggy <laughs> nonsense. Pass the peep, puff puff, give you know. They're very yeah, right, right. And I can't remember that was one off, of their jokes. I can't remember off the top of my head what Anna was. I want to say she was a shaman, and I was no, a I was hunter. The shaman. Mm. Oh, I you was the shaman. I think she was a druid. Okay, yeah, because she was healing. And Chris was a warrior. Yeah, so we had like a four-man group going. Yeah, I could see shaman. Torns are so spiritual. Yep. But yep. hunter makes sense to me too. Um. So, Pascal, you already said your favorite race is um night elves. Um. Mm. What about you, Tam? Um. My favorite race. Um. So, as I mentioned, uh, races were very interesting depending on certain classes because some classes did have unique things to them. Um. I will admit, I played a night elf. I played a female night elf who not always wore much because I had the pixies in my plate panties. We know why. I had the pixies in my plate panties that would tell me the secrets. <laughs> I'm not doing this in the right voice, by the way. There, there, there was a gentleman I knew, but I'll share that down later. Well, you didn't make a, a sexy undead who, who, who talked with the voice of a uh, forty packs a day. I don't even, I don't even sound like I have forty packs a day now. Is that you? And the sausage, the saucy joke of, um, they're real. They're not mine, but they're real. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, oh, and then uh, as an honorable honorable mention, I will throw undead into the mix. I I do like the undead a lot. Yeah, the undead actually have my the male undead have my favorite dance, which is uh, air guitaring. Yeah, I give my uh, my undead like a, a like a kick ass mohawk, and I, I like I like to watch him do that dance with his rocker <laughs> hairdo. I remember one of the bosses in a dungeon doing it. Oh, those yeah. were the dungeons they added: razor friend downs and razor friend crawl. Those dungeons were the other ones they added yeah. later. Oh, we haven't yeah. even talked about the dances at all. Yeah, because uh, well, the dances and the silliness, because that 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 kind of added to kind of the cartoony nature of the game. And I, I, the first thing I did, I 
um, every time I rolled a new race was slash dance and then slash silly and watched all the jokes. And, and slash flirt. Yeah, and whenever they announce a new race, that's the first thing I want to hear is uh, all the slash sillies. Even though some of them are pretty dated now. Um, Very dated. The humans in their Lord of the Rings one. Yeah. Uh, so some of the jokes in later classes that we don't know about yet, or later races, rather. Yeah. Well, and some of the jokes and flirts are now very sexist or very racist in modern comics and modern circles, too. Er Ergo, Um, they've been removed. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, my wife and I were talking about this when they did that. And um, it's like, you know, there are people who use them for for either, you know, either nefarious or not appropriate ways. But the fact that you're going into a game to remove these things that have been there for years that just seems like grandstanding i i know something tells me their lawyers told them to do it is is my guess i honestly have a feeling it's just complete overreaction yeah even by their Uh, lawyers because i'm a i'm i'm i have lawyers in my family i have a lot of lawyers in my family and even to me this sounds like this isn't even necessarily their lawyers maybe told them to do it this is more a we're we're going to stop everything and overreacting type of thing it's to me it came off as more of an ass covering thing than a oh we're trying to be better thing mm-hmm. and and that and that's how come it's, it's just yeah as no. companies like to do yep mm-hmm. <laughs> so so nothing new nothing nothing to see here basically yeah. companies being companies um on a happier note i i like Torin the best um, as far as vanilla races go, um, just because I think they're cute and cuddly, and I like cows. And at the t- and I think at the time, hunter or undead couldn't be a hunter, otherwise I would have picked that. They are big and fluff, and something a little bit unique. Yeah, um, th- that's the one thing I forgot. Maybe probably th- I yeah. forgot to mention that one thing I like about this game is that all of their races have a unique silhouette. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that that kind of design philosophy for where you can tell what race character is just by seeing its shape um Hmm. it's something that yeah it's something that kind of is really good game design um and really good character design if if characters are distinct by their shape um and i think it's something boys are just very good at Mm, Um, even in even in expansions I can think of a race that resembles the night elf well they they got much lazy at much more lazy about it later. Yeah, but I, I've obviously. never, I've never like considered that. Okay, interesting um, point. Because yeah, I know what you're talking about. Originally, blood elves were just reskin night elves, but then they kind of tweaked the model a little bit. And if you look at them side by side, they they have different skeletons and kind well, of. I mean, for a long time, Sylvanas just used a night elf skin. Uh, there were yeah. a number of jokes about her, you know, doing her little hop and 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 the uh, booby jiggle, mm-hmm. and then and then of course, then they gave her an actual unique skin. Yeah. Now, some of the allied races that they've, we're going way far ahead, but the, some of the allied races that they have now in BFA um, are basically just reskins of some of the existing races. Like now, uh, the Alliance has a Blood Elf model called a Void Elf, and vice versa with um, Night Fallen Elves on the Horde. Well, um, they, those, those do have some uniqueness to them. Um, I think the most least unique, though, is the Dark Iron Dwarves, which were in Classic. As enemies, mm-hmm. um, they they I mean they have 
the the different skin color, but they've been around since classic. Yeah. And they are really just a reskin dwarf. Yeah, but but then you've got the unique ones like the fat humans and the Volpera. Now Volpera are just reskinned goblins. Oh, you're right. Fat humans, I will give you. Because mm-hmm. they're Cause fat com- humans. That's a com- I mean it, it probably uses the same human skeleton, but it's a completely new model. No, it it probably has its own skeleton because they are they do have some different like movements. Oh, you know what? You're right. But but that, that that's getting ahead of ourselves. Tauren. Um though the the Tauren da- the female Tauren dances the electric slide, which is, if you ask me is one of the labor dances. But my my poor husband's like, damn it, I'm stuck doing the peanut butter jelly time dance for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. Um, and on a tangent, every once in a while, I'll pull up uh, vid- videos of um, their dances matched with their real-life counterparts, where they come from, just to amuse myself. Until they, um, until you realize one of them's wrong. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. caught that on uh, on some of the dances where the inspiration they think it's from is not the inspiration where it's actually from. It was used in that inspiration, but it's not where it's originally from. Um, the, the best, although the one I have the most knowledge about is actually one from uh, Overwatch. So that one doesn't apply here. I see. So getting back into our roundtable questions, um, did you guys have a favorite area in the game at the time? Uh, your favorite zone? So, uh, I mean, Pascal mentioned the Barons. I really love Teldrassil. I love the tree forest in in the middle of a t- giant tree that is Teldrassil. I loved, love, 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 loved it for so long. So, I mean, I I love the hues. I love the colors. I love the shades. I love the shadows. It's it's so pretty. Um, yeah, it's very I, calming, right? Very, very calming. Ashen Vale's also up there. The yeah, Ashen Vale's also up there for the for it as well. Um, I will say my two, my least favorite zones are any of the desert zones, but that's just because I live in the desert. I see that, you know, so I'm very critical of the desert zones, and because I can basically just look out my backyard and see the dead golf course out my backyard and be like, "Yep, still dead, still dead." Uh. Tab, I'm going to annoy you because my favorite zone in Classic is a desert zone. uh, You know, if you like it, you like it. I'm not going to judge you any less for liking a desert. I just don't like them myself. It's a thousand needles and specifically the salt flats because uh, I'll never forget going into thousand needles for the first time and go, go. you know, that that's already kind of a unique zone in itself because it takes place in a huge canyon. And you can, like, get up on the uh, perches and there's towns on top of the, I guess, I don't know what you would call, like, canyon walls. So th- the fact that there's a lot of verticality to that zone is kind of cool. And then you go to the salt flats and it's this huge flat area. And I thought, oh, well, this is going to be boring. But then it's got a racetrack in the middle of it. And it's pod racing. And all the little Easter eggs around the pod racing track, like, you know, they're they're being, uh, like, I don't know what you would call them, like, girls that are cheering for the pod race, and, like, the pod races actually race. Um, say what? Groupies. They were called uh, yeah. track girls. Yeah. I was, I'm trying to think of what else you can call them. And they, they have been banned, by the way, in real life, as being sexist. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm kind of glad you mentioned 
I'm glad you oh. mentioned Th- Thousand Needles because if you had said something else, I would have at least brought it up. Not as my favorite zone, but like, man, it stands out in the memory just for being so unique. And I wasn't even gonna like really refer to the the salt flats. That I I just like the canyon um, half of the the zone. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm not a big fan of Thousand Needles again deserty zone but i will say it was a very interesting zone with how they designed it and the fact that the the elevators take you up to the the city uh on the rock formation Mm -hmm. yeah because i mean there all the others there was no other zone that really had that much verticality to it in regards to it's too bad how underutilized it it was um you just kind of run through it and what caught my eye was the fact that the name of it was Thousand Needles, which is like, that has got to be a Final Fantasy reference. Of course. <laughs> um, but, you know... Th- you know, I never, one... I never caught that. Yeah. and I just it, thought it... it was called Thousand Needles because of all the pillars that were, like, in the canyon. I never thought that they could have been making a Final Fantasy reference. Yeah. I mean, that's a Cactar move. Um, and they have a lot of Easter eggs in the game, so it wouldn't surprise me. But that was one reason why I did want to go back to Classic so bad, because in Cata, that's just that that area is just a river now, and yeah, yeah. I kind of hate that they took took a zone that I loved and flooded it. That's why you have a Classic World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, mean, I never got that got that far. And the one last thing about the salt flats is that it was my favorite place to go take new mounts to and take pictures of them. Because, you know, you had this huge flat area to um, run around in, so you could get a lot of cool poses. And I just thought it was a neat place to go take pictures in. There's, um, there's another zone that stands out in my memory. It's another one that we... You really just run through it, and there's nothing super interesting to do in it, as far as I remember. There might be, like, a small handful of quests the first time you get there, and that's um the Hinterlands. It's... Okay, so try to describe it, like, from memory. It's um it's it's another one that's kind of more or less vertical. It's um it's a zone that's being... Hmm, def- it's it's in the process of being deforested. Like, there's... um. Like big, big, well, deforestation machines uh, all over the place, cutting down the, uh, cutting down the trees, and then it's in the zone itself is kind of like like terraced. Um, uh, I, thought, I, I, that's I, not I, the hinterlands. Hold on a second, am I describing the wrong one? Yeah, you're uh, you're you're talking about Red Ridge Mountain. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that one then. <laughs> I gotta. No, I'm gonna look this up later and see why those got. Why or red cow mountain. in my memory there. That's yeah. weird. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> um and and also runner up for is uh, winter spring because it was the only snowy area in the game at the time and I really like snow. And even though it I learned that it the dev team abandoned it because it would they didn't like the terrain. But um Azura I also kinda had a fondness for because it was an autumn themed zone. But it didn't get it didn't have anything to do there in Tilcata. Well if you like snow, you're gonna oh, no, love um, life actually, a couple of years later. Um in order to so um going to Ashara, they added a reputation faction called the Children of Hydrathos. I think it was called, something like that. I forget the specific name. I have it maxed out on my character. That was involved with Molten Core. That you had to gain reputation faction and do quests for them to get this item that allowed you to um, 
pour out the runes that are in Molten Core that would unlock the final boss. Ah. Uh. And it was a pain in the butt. Of course, that doesn't matter now, so yes. Um, so, so that was all the zones. Um, I went a little long on that, but it just, I started talking. I was like, wait a minute. I like more zones than just Thousand Needles. Oh, uh, Azara also had one of the world bosses in it, which was the Blue Dragon. Oh, yeah. Was it, wasn't that by that huge portal? Or am I thinking of something else? You're thinking of something else. Those okay. were the, um, those were the Dragons of the Nightmare. Okay. Um, and then Ashara also had a quest that actually was in Blackrock Depth that allowed you to get an item that allowed the succubus to charm someone to unlock the door for you so you didn't have to try and pull the bar that was in Blackrock Depths to get past the bar. And that involved you killing the elite giants that were out on the northern side of Ashara at the time. I also have completed that quest. <laughs> I, I, when I said I had like all the attunements and all the keys, I really did mean it. No, I, I believe you. That's amazing. I, I didn't do Jack and Azara back in the day. Yeah, no, it 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 had almost nothing. You kind of had to like know it was there to know it was there. Uh, um, and then our our last roundtable question before we ra- wrap up this uh, Wow show. Um, your, your favorite Wow memory? Um, what you were doing? How it impact you? Um, your favorite Wow story? Just and anything that means a lot to you at well, for, for at least well, classic. Um, pa- Pascal, why don't you go first? Since yeah. I think Tam has kind of a long one because he didn't even write it down. <laughs> mm. Yeah, just trying to think. Um, yeah, it's just it's so weird to like these are just like good stories, not based on like what's in the game, just that moment in time is kind of just like, um, I guess like how I felt personally. Um, like one of my favorite things was, uh, so okay, so to as a precursor i live in florida where it's almost never cold so i remember um one winter when we did have cold weather um over over like a christmas break or something when when i didn't have to worry about work um starting mm-hmm. the game like one uh, some at some point in the afternoon or evening um and then as as night kept going i uh, just turning that turning off all the lights and opening the windows and it was like really cold outside grabbing a blanket just wrapping up in a blanket it was so cold i had to put gloves on in fact <laughs> but um but just playing like keep sit right in front of the window but keep playing uh wow and that, so that that night i played all the way through um till the next morning and as it was starting to get uh light outside and as like the world was waking up you actually i i wish i remembered exactly what zone i was in but you could you could actually see the difference in the zone as as you um as you were running around i don't know picking up items for whatever quest you were doing um you would run into increasingly more and more people that were you know logging on <laughs> waking up in real life and logging on to the game mm-hmm. so <laughs> nothing nothing fancy but just kind of uh just a a, a neat time with the game that's that, that's pretty cool um what was your wife bet at you for pulling an old lighter um there was nobody around uh at that time in my life that could have been mad at me oh <laughs> so okay go. it was me myself and i oh d- d- double win nobody nobody because <laughs> um, i i've pulled wow all nighters before and well my husband yeah. wasn't mad at me he was like did you even go to bed last night like uh <laughs> um I- i'll yeah. quick go next so that tam could get his sto- story in last um so well Anna, Chris, Tam, and I decided that we was going to play a WoW Classic, I think, was it uh, a Thanksgiving holiday weekend or a Christmas holiday weekend? 
Um, I think it was like Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, we had fun. Yeah, because our our joke was that we wanted to make Chris so suffer, or Anna wanted to make Chris suffer through vanilla, and I said, "I'm down for that. I'm in." Um, so we all wrote old tarns. I, I was very against this from the start, being like, "I played it. I remember it. I do not want to do this." <laughs> But you did it anyway. I did it anyways because I I was like I, if if we're going to do this, at least have someone there who know who really knew the pain. Yeah, I mean it's not like we had to twist your arm that much. <laughs> no, no, I I I did volunteer, but at least at least I was able to really help out because yeah, because I do remember a lot of things about classic that not everyone always remembers is the case yeah i think the thing that jarred me the most playing like classic ass classic was just how little money you end up with um because it was like god do i do i buy more water so that i can refill my mana so that i could actually do stuff or do i buy my next weapon skills um that kind of stuff and i i was just like picking up and trying to sell anything to get extra money and the bag space because you have so little bag space at level at that level in that part of the or in classic and i I, it made me appreciate you know having sugar daddies with plenty of gold that i can just send to a new alt and be good for a while but then it came to the time when i had to tame my pets for my level 10 hunter quest and I forgot what a pain in the ass taming pets was in vanilla. Because um, the first two I did okay. I think you have to tame like... I Three wanna different s- ones. Yeah, it's like a cougar at first and then something else and then a... Sweep, a bird. A bird. And the bird kept knocking me over and killing me. And it was it was frustrating me very much. So I, I got Chris in there and I was like, Chris, I need you to help me. Um can you taunt this bird so that I can tame it? And he does it, does it, and the tame doesn't work. And I'm like, what is, and you were like, you Tim were like, yeah, you can't tame pets or you can't taunt pets for you to be able to tame them. And I was like, that's bullshit. And then can- yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't there at the initial part of this. I, I came in like midway through them trying to tame. Cause I was off like trying to sell stuff and catch up a little bit. Yeah, and it's just like an entire afternoon of frustration trying to tame the stupid swoop so that I could get my my freaking cougar. And I just remember having a tantrum. It's like, this classic is bullshit. And apparently I'm very funny when I have MMO-related tantrums because they, they were laughing at this, and Chris also famously laughed at my uh, fantasy, uh, fantasy Star Online 2 tantrum that was very similar. And I, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I finally got my pet tamed and it was all good, but I was getting so bad. And then I think I finally rage quit when I was trying to do Rage Fire Chasm and forgot that you have to dismiss your pet before jumping down because it'll bring all of its friends with you with you when it tried to track through the entire dungeon and i got us killed and at that point it's like okay fuck classic i'm done no <laughs> i i was i was curious about the old time experience and i had <laughs> I, I had fun playing with you guys because it was fun but i don't think i would have had that much fun on my own <laughs> And again, it, because I have the memory I do, I was able to help with a lot of the ins and outs of Classic, because I played a lot of Classic. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I had an idea of how rough it was going to be, but having an idea and actually experiencing it is two different things. Um, so that's that's my memory in a nutshell. Can can I go one more really quick one? Yeah. <laughs> before before Tam starts his, um, I realized like I didn't think about it earlier, but WoW was one of the um, first games I was able to get my son interested in. Oh, cool. mm, must have been I don't I can't remember 100% maybe he like six or seven years old and I just had him he went to play a dwarf I just had him um roll an alt on my account and log in with his own character and since uh it was the same account I was able to like send him gold for uh, to whenever whenever he was able to get his mount I don't know what the requirements on that are and kind of sit there and tell him like push this button push this button to you know to attack and stuff like that and then just let him like set him free that's kind of neat what expansion did he get into yeah so that wasn't technically in the vanilla um but he did play i mean you know in a way it was because um oh well now hold on a second (laughs) i'm talking about mount over here but yeah he couldn't have he wouldn't have been able to do that right off the bat would he so it, that's why I'm asking. It depends yeah. on what expansion. Is my memory because... playing, playing tricks on me again. Maybe it wasn't so much money for the mount, but I definitely just you know send him stuff, right? Whether it was money or gear. Maybe I'm maybe it wasn't for a mount specifically. Um, I think he never really got out of um, uh, oh lord, what is the uh, the dwarf area like um Dunmore Forge Dunmore. Yep. Um, I, I, I like the fact I'm still naming these places just off the top of my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would have been in the um, during the the Lich King days, but yeah, he just he just played in the the starter area. Okay. Um, and the starter starter areas back then were very rough. Yeah, I mean they they mm. could be pretty. I know. I, in fact, I remember people uh, specifically in Dunmorow rage quitting over dying in the stupid ice troll caves multiple <laughs> times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because those ice trolls, they're they're very close together, and they would, and so they they killed a lot of people. Yep, lots of bodies around those places. Oh, so so Tim, what is your epic uh, wild classic story? So um, I, I have a lot of stories from classics. Some good, some bad. Um, but as I said, I I started this um in you know in the navy after it already been out for six months. And then uh, I got out of it, and I actually, and I remember, uh, if again, if it wasn't for a couple friends uh, in the Navy, you know, kind of who who played and were a little bit better than me, um, I definitely would have probably completely jump shipped in Desolus uh, because of it. But I mean, I I have a ton of different stories from being uh, being the eighth string tank in Blackwing Lair, so. Um, the 40 man raids, you would have a lot of tanks. You would have like eight or nine tanks, tons of healers, tons of DPS. Um, and we were on, we were on the second boss. Um, was it Veilstraza? I think it was Veilstraza. I forget, I forget the name off the top of my head. Still there, of course, in, in Black, Blackwing, Blackwing Lair. And, um, and he has this ability called, you know, Burn the Red. And, you know, you know you're getting like all your resources back for a certain time it's like an adrenaline rush but it's going to burn you basically you're burning the candle and at some point you're going to explode and like all the tank i was the last tank to survive we had like five people left uh i also remember you know picking up at um on one of the bosses you know just i had a lot of good times um 
Also, a lot of bad times. I'm not going to discuss my bad, my really bad times because I got accused of things that were definitely not true. Um, not just being confused with another, with someone else on the server that was not well liked, but also because of the fact that um, people accused me of joining their raids to learn the fights when I actually already knew the fights. That's a so. weird thing to accuse you of joining raids to learn the fights. Isn't that the whole point of the game to learn fights? Well, this was over a Christmas break, and I was learning. You already know them. Everybody expects perfection when you when you join their group. Actually, learn, that, in a, that, learn in another group. Well, here's the thing. This was over Christmas, right before uh, yeah. Burning Crusade actually released. So, because um, if, if, Burning Crusade actually released, I want to say really early in the year. So, um, so we were doing uh, so like over Christmas. There's not usually a lot of raids going on or whatnot. So um, week before, a couple friends I knew had put together raids, and and they asked if I wanted to come along and tank. I was like, yeah, I'll come along and tank for you all. You know, if you need a body, I have no problem. You know, being the body for you. And then the following week, like no one had plans because it was Christmas week. So like a whole bunch of, and I was I was like I approached them and be like, hey, just want to see if we can put a, together a completely pug molten core run and like do molten core and we actually got pretty far into it and then like midway through the run i got asked like can you hey we're going to do molten core you know because and there was nothing scheduled it's like do you want to come do molten core i was like i'm i'm sorry i'm already in here is this it's like oh so you were only coming with us to learn the fights so you could run it yourself i'm like i already knew the fights before i even ran with you what are you talking about (laughs) yeah so so i mean i've i've i have a lot of stories some some good some bad um i i remember the dying in the tunnels uh, and the bug tunnels underneath tanneris many times getting lost in them trying to find my way out looking as i was looking for thorium uh i remember farming elemental cores out in ungoro crater to turn in for reputation with with the uh for the water faction that no longer exists out in the shara um i remember um oh what else what else have i done i remember people pulling the uh world boss that was thrown in right before the burning crusade all the way to stormrend and he just absolutely wrecking havoc on the npcs (laughs) that was funny like everyone was dying I remember um, some um, being in the Barrens and then seeing this group of people with a T-Rex chasing them. And apparently they were kiting it, trying to kite it to Orgrimmar so that it could fight Thrall. But um, it kept, uh, or somebody killed it and the group got mad. It was one of, yeah, it was one of the T-Rexes from Ungoro. Yeah, it would have had to have been one of the T-Rexes from Ungoro. That's some, yeah, kiting, kiting, you know, kiting bosses like that all over the place. Uh, I remember helping a few people get their, uh, this was for Warlock and Paladin, actually having to get their paladin and and warlock mounts uh through their quest line that they had mm-hmm. instead of just being handed to them um i remember helping with that um and and because of helping people with that like all those mazy dun all those maze like dungeons so like dire mall black rock depths uh strathholm what's another good mazy dungeon moradon moradon's lair um what else did you uh-uh. say uh, Wailing Caverns? Uh, Wailing Caverns. I, d- I did not. You've mentioned it. Like all yeah. those, all those really confusing lay- uh, dungeons like that that had l- l- mazy like layouts. 
I actually know how to navigate them off the top of my head. So I, I have done, um, in fact, there's quests and whatnot that I used to do that are just no longer, that no longer even exist in the game because of the changes for, to Cataclysm. Um, so uh, there's so many little details I could go over right now that, um, that are just lost um, because of it. I used, I, ha- I had the key to the back door of Old, Oldham Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I had the I I had the I had the servants' quarters key for Strath for a Strath home. Uh, I had I had the you know the thing where I can have the succubus seduce the guy and open the door to the bar. Um, what other odd thing uh, things have I, do I have? Did you ever have any? Like we never mentioned about real life like funerals and weddings happening in the game. Do, do you ever have any experiences of like, uh, like I'm not sure, like the right way to phrase it, like the, of how you interacted with like r- real life people, but through the game in a way? Um, not not too much. Um, uh, there was one person I knew who uh, actually was a pharmaceutical rep in Connecticut when I was up there, but other than that, I didn't have much. I didn't really interact with people because of the. Like on a real life basis, only because I was in the military and, you know, my schedule was at the time very stable, but at any time could be very unstable. Yeah. We had a um a, a friend of mine, <laughs> um my uh, my best friend, the one who actually also got me into playing. Um, at, at some point he made a guild just for fun, and uh, I joined it. Ended up being a couple of people in it. Um, I was the only person like that he knew like from actual from real life in the guild, and then just like random people from the game, right? Um, and there was this, uh, there was there was one kid that joined. I I don't know if he was a kid. I call him a kid. Kind of gave off that vibe like in via chat. I would assume he was, uh, but he was like he was very interested in the game, and um, I he would always ask a lot of questions and stuff like that. And I remember um, months later, um, the 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 guild was on. Let's say it was on Horde. I don't remember. It was whichever whichever side it was on. Months and months later, uh, he and I, my friend and I, played um, two of our characters on the other side, and we were just wa- running around um, in in some zone or another doing something. And we ran across this kid. <laughs> we recognized him from his screen name. He didn't recognize us because we were playing different characters, and he had no idea who we were. But we, you know, he had the um, he he had the affiliation with the guild uh, showing up on his name and everything. So we saw it was him, and we didn't identify ourselves, but we just like <laughs> we just messed with him. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I think he might have already. He might have been what is it like flagged for uh, for PvP so you were able to attack so <laughs> we just screwed with him for no reason and it was for no other reason but to give like the two of us uh something to chuckle about it's pretty funny god i i had another funny story but i am blanking on it now and <laughs> i i wonder if that means it's time to wrap the show up if i'm forgetting stuff might might be i mean i as i said i have a lot of uh, just so many stories because i I spent a good, um, I mean, I started about a year after it came out, like really hardcore playing it and, Mm -hmm. or like six months to a year after it came out. And I, you know, I was max level. I saw a lot of the content. I, I never saw Naxxramas, um, when it was in classic, 
Um, I saw AQ20. I did not see AQ40, but I did see AQ20. I saw Molten Core. I saw Blackwing Lair. I tanked Zolgarub for months on end. Um, I mean, I saw so many different things. And I had I, I ran with good people. I ran with bad people. I ran with jealous people. I ran with cool people. I mean, I saw the gamult of the population of WoW. And, you know, they're... And uh, um, what's interesting is I think I stuck it out. I stuck with the game longer than a lot of the people I played with, unless they changed their names or move servers or something. But like every now and then I would go and take a look to see if some of the people I used to play with still play. And I don't find them on like the on any of the trackers. Uh, okay, here's a real morbid question to wrap up the show. Um, do you still have people on your friends list that are no longer with us? Maybe. Yeah, because I, I uh, every time I log in and I look at my friends list, and I there's one name on there that I, if I see it, it's like, oh, th- that she hasn't logged in, and like that's why she hasn't logged in in three years because she passed on. And <laughs> at first, it makes me sad, but then it's like, well, at least we had a good time in game. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a number of people on my friend friends list that. Unfortunately, because of Overwatch, they're on there because of that, and they're not like people I kind of like knew or even really interacted with. Um, there, but yeah, there there could very well be some people who've passed away on my friends list. I mean, I definitely have that on my like just my consoles, and I don't honestly know how to handle that. It feels too kind of final to go uh, to to purposely go and hit like a delete button on something like that yeah i can't bring myself to remove that name from my uh battle net list it just okay I'm, I'm glad to know that you're still alive because you haven't logged into battle net in a year uh well i mean <laughs> you talk to you talk to me every week and you know that's not for lack of trying i i might log in when they um uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I've I've not been a fan of the more recent content, um, but I don't want to really get into that because I could bitch about that all day. I'm excited for the new expansion, but I'm also cautiously optimistic because you know I, yeah. I so I don't want to get my hopes up. The person with the longest off time on my um, on my battle net is ten years offline. But I do know this person is very much alive. She is my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask, like, kind of almost the opposite of that? Um, do any of you guys have people on your list that you don't want to associate, don't want to associate with anymore? Yes. Exes, uh, yes. stuff like that. I, I have no. the guy who accused my wife of cheating on me on my list, just so that way I know not to not to play the games he's playing when he's on you know i did, don't really have that experience going on for me but no. um it, usually when somebody pisses me off pretty bad i'll just take them off my list anyway i met um i i went on a date with somebody back back in that during that time like a first date like just had met her and yeah, well, ba- then- so one thing though is the battle net friends list that we have now was not there until much, much later. Yeah. Oh, so I, this isn't a vanilla question. This is a um, no. expansion question. Oops. I, I think this. I don't think it came out till I want to say Cataclysm. Maybe no, uh, ten years no. ago. So, yeah, no, because I because my cousin 
Who I mean, there was list. a maybe Battle.net, but like I mean, okay, I don't know. Still had a friends list. Didn't there you? was yeah. a friends list in the game, but the friends list in the game for your characters did not translate to Battle.net friends list until they did something much later. But the friends list. Well, I just meant I meant like in Warcraft in general, not. Yeah, um, the friends list for Warcraft. I I transferred servers, so I wouldn't have anybody. Yeah. I like I said, I went on a a first date with somebody, and during the course of the date, it turned out, oh, she plays Warcraft too. So after the date was over, we both went, you know, home separate ways, and then we both logged on to Warcraft and played together for a while. But yeah, nothing, that's nothing like that's how me and my husband used to play well together. Um, we we worked together, and then we started dating, and then yeah, at the end of the day, we would go go home and play well together. So it's like a date. Yeah, date night. Um. Wow is kind of so special to us because of that, that we had, I made a wow themed uh, wedding cake topper for our wedding. Um, I made his Taran and my blood elf and it is forever enshrined on, on our little wedding shelf in the, in the dining room. Cool. Yes, but no, I, I actually transferred servers shortly after Burning Crusade, or actually maybe midway through Burning Crusade. So for a combination of reasons. So so, d- did you get the ten-year anniversary orc statue? Statue? Oh no! I, okay. I didn't pay. I I I have some stuff for a while that's like collectible and stuff that my kids haven't destroyed. Um, but no, I I didn't get the. I will. I'm not that big into it that I want like everything that they ever made. Like some well, people. The orc statue was for having an unbroken subscription for the whole ten years. It was like an English. Oh no, item? mine. No, mine was mine had been broken because I would oh. take a periodic like six month breaks. Okay. No, it was a real item that like got sent to people for free oh, wow. for having an unbroken subscription, and oh. it pissed people off. <laughs> um, understandably so, because I mean it was it was total fear of missing out, and I was kind of annoyed too. But it's like, I mean, it's not like I can go to the past and create an account in two thousand four. You know, uh, about you, you, you'd just been playing so long. I was just curious if you had it. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I took a number of various breaks, either from burnout, uh, lack of money, um, uninteresting content, content drought. Uh, there, so I mean, there was a number of different reasons why I haven't, I, I do not have that statue. Oh, fair enough. Um, well, I you'll don't even know about it. You'll at least be around for TBC probably in a year. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I will be around up through at least. I mean, I, I can talk about Shadowlands too. I mean, I've played all the expansions. I Shadowlands is probably the expansion I have played least. Same, same. It's it's the first one that I dropped out even before one point or a point one update. Um, I just wasn't impressed with that content. But that's uh, that's another story for another backtrack. I think right now we're going to put a lid on this one because we have go- gone quite a bit of time for it being just the three of us. Which, hey, hey, good for you guys. You get a nice beefy show. Um, I was worried that we was going to run out of content and let or stuff to talk about in like an hour. Um, I, I that- warn you, I I could talk quite a bit about wild classic yeah no i i I barely even scratched the surface of wild classic but i knew some of the stuff from it and i could certainly talk too just not as much um no not me i've i've shared about everything i know so i'm glad uh i mean um so in closing you know 
this was this was a game that they had no. <laughs> this was a game. This, this <laughs> well, a classic was a game that they had no expectations that it would basically redefine an entire genre for over a decade, mm-hmm. and and even now, despite its heyday being long gone, it is still probably one of the most influential games that has ever been created. I mean, we didn't even get, I guess we could probably get more into it in Burning Crusade, but we didn't even get into the number of people that tried to be the next WoW and how that didn't happen. And The WoW killer. Yeah, the the, the coveted WoW killer. Um, And and then it happened several years later with 14, but that's another story for another day. It, it It wasn't even 14 that killed WoW. Wow! No. Killed wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an accurate statement. Um, that being said, I appreciate you being on, Pascal. For, for what it's worth. No, I mean, he, he, he pa- Pascal. <laughs> I I actually appreciated you know the questions, you know, because you know since he had some experience, you know, having questions about some of the stuff I saw was great. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed it. So thank you, Pascal. I mean, my memory is. Is haze, is more hazy at the best of times, and I I certainly never knew um all of the like the the detailed stats that you that you know. I was just here to say a sentence or two when Tam needed to catch his breath for a moment. <laughs> well, I appreciate I appreciate Mission it nonetheless. Uh, well, it's it's been a fun show, guys. Uh, th- thank you, Robert, and thank you, Pascal. It's a pleasure as always. Um, future thank you to my podcast partner in crime, Matt Mason, who will be editing this, even though you can't hear his lovely voice tonight. And that being said, we um, are going to put a put a lid on this, but we do have Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Realm Reborn, and 1.0, and coming up in two weeks. Um, I'm try- trying to gather up some people for that, and kind of a similar show, just talking about g- going through that content and all the stuff that entailed there, um, a- including what we can get from some of the bad stuff because uh, 1.0 and that was a train wreck so it'll, it'll be fun to talk about um, and, and I can talk, speak more to Realm Reborn because I played that while it was relevant so, or while it was still brand new on PS3 with a controller and a on a tiny flat screen TV in my bedroom so that was an experience You're bragging um, no not really just kind of kind of saying <laughs> that i i did not have a pc that was powerful enough to run it at the time so yeah you, you do what you gotta do but um th- thanks guys we will catch you in a couple of weeks to talk about 14 i hope you have an excellent rest of your week and we shall catch you later have a good one everyone bye-bye <laughs>